0: Move around. Motion creates emotion. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, what condition my condition was in.
1: I woke up this morning with the sun down,
0: shining in. Oh. Where's the money, Lebowski? Where's the f***ing money, f***head? Oh, it's,
2: uh, oh, oh, oh. It's down there somewhere. Let me take another look. I found my mind in a brown paper bag. But then... 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses.
0: Hit it. Tripped on a cloud and fell eight miles high. high I told my mind on a jagged sky okay you know you guys aren't privy to all the new so uh you know that's what you uh that's what you pay me for i just dropped in to see what condition my condition was
2: in illinois nazis i hate illinois nazis yeah let's cut to the chase okay what are you guys selling
0: i lost you sixty thousand dollars there is no one who wants to make that money back for you more than i do
3: Just one thing, dude. And what's that? You have to use so many cuss words. What the f are you talking about? Don't worry, nobody's
1: listening anyway. I woke up this morning with the sundown. Welcome back,
4: Station Jacks. I'm tomorrow. Greg Pappas on the board. SP Futures down to puck 75. Nancy Futures up 16. So we're kind of waffling here ahead of the uh, Chairman Paul's speech. And like, I've got about seven of these. Fed guys speaking yesterday or today. I, don't, I honestly don't get the point of this, but uh, as they say in the South Side, uh, Greg, they ain't, ax- they ain't axing me. You know, I don't know what. what is the purpose of these people going out
1: and doing all this stuff. I don't get it. Do we have Professor Lou? Oh, uh, we don't yet. I messed up on that when I kicked him out accidentally. Oh, I hate it when you kick Lou out. <laughs> yeah, really. Um,
4: I'm here with you. We have Netflix's uh, earnings camera stacks up 13% trading three ninety sixty six that puts it at I got them with uh, 70 dollars so, Lou you with us?
3: I am with you. Good morning.
4: Morning. Um, I've, I was talking about Netflix here. Stocks up forty five hours now they're up to uh... they're making a billion six alright billion seven let's be nice they have 443 million shares outstanding so that's four dollars a share of revenue so what is that a hundred? times 100 P.E. The revenue, let's, let's call it $34 billion. So that's uh, 70 bucks a share, so they're trading five times revenue. Really? Not saying anyone should sell it, because if you sold it yesterday, you got stuck where the sun don't shine, but uh, really? Just, just saying. Really?
3: I don't... I don't follow this stuff, and so when you ask me questions like this, I'm just going to say, "Sounds good to me." Well, let's put it this we're way: ta- we're not we're not talking about one of those quasi pornographic situations no. that's on that on that mouse pad, are we?
4: Well, I'm I'm just saying that for a, co- a for a company to trade for 400 bucks, somewhat of a mature company. I mean, one of these guys didn't just start yesterday, so you really have to stretch to put them in the growth category. Although now they claim they're going after uh, sports, you know how they're going to do that? I don't know. But um, but the idea for a stock that's making uh, is trading 400 bucks, you would think at some point they'd be making like 25 or 30, and you'd be getting a check for like you know 15. Uh, I don't see that in and if I had any grandkids, their lifetime with this company. Right? But people don't seem to care. I mean, if something's going up, it's going up. It's a it's a whole different world how some companies make money, they pay their dividend, they do their stuff, and they're trading for, like, zero. Other companies, just because they catch the eye, oh, no, these guys are going to do this. It's hard It's hard to be a growth company at that level when you're this old. You know, just kind of odd. But, hey, uh, well, what's going on in, in
3: the world, I, I would think... I, that- I wanted I wanted to start with, you know, because I'm an employment lawyer, I wanted to start with an employment law question. Okay. Or an employment law issue. So... One of the things that's, that, that's making the, the rounds through the legal world right now is the move by your your friends across the street there in Chicago, Winston and Strawn, and a couple of other big firms, Davis Polk and a few others, that have, have terminated their hiring of law students because they've participated in pro-Hamas uh, demonstrations and have, in fact... Not just participated, but actually made pro Hamas statements. You know, this is like like the one that came out of uh, Harvard. You know. Okay. The, well,
4: okay. The, now, we, we, one second before you go any. Um, are we talking pro Hamas or
3: pro Palestinian? Well, pro Hamas. You know, like like Israel is a hundred percent responsible for for the invasion uh, uh, that that took place on October seventh.
4: Well, I mean the the, the president that. Maybe neither one of us is huge, huge on. Even he was very explicit that most pal- Palestinians are not Hamas and don't deserve to be grouped with
3: them, which I think well, he's right. He's right. On. I, 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 I don't. I don't agree. I don't agree with that assessment. But but even if I did agree with it, um, the the issue is whether these firms are you know this is royally, as I said this is roiling the legal landscape because a number of people. Are very in these uh, law firms and their leadership are quite progressive, and the progressive the progressive position on this has been you know well we can't we can't condemn Hamas without condemning Israel or in the case of in the case of some of these students we condemn Israel uh, and and we support Hamas Hamas what Hamas did was was perfectly understandable in the context of what you
4: know I, I, I don't I don't uh, I uh, well but in, in any event. The, I, said, I would, I would condemn the idea that the whole world has forgotten about these people for seventy years. But that doesn't ever give anybody the right to. No, the to, whole to, world to, is,
3: first <laughs> of forgotten. That's not true. The whole world is not forgotten about these people. We're, we're, we're funding them for heaven's sakes, Chief. We're, we right, we, the we're the, not, we're not, we're operation. not We dumped hundred.
4: We hundred million dollars. we're not funding the disaster that is the Gaza Strip.
3: We are funding the disaster that is the Gaza Strip because we have been giving them money that is unrestrained. And that Hamas has used just like it stole the relief aid from that group from uh, the UN group that was in there. Hamas <laughs> has used it to construct a military operation designed to exterminate. Israel.
4: Anytime, anytime people send money like that. When you, I was a you know this I'm not going to drop you off your topic here, but once you know I was one of my clients got me involved uh, with these bearer bonds type of thing that have that given out by countries years ago, and the company, and the countries don't. Germans have them, Mexicans have them. And the idea is, will they ever make these bonds good? Okay, and the answer is probably never going to be no. Uh, but there's supposedly a black market in them, which there really isn't. But I, I spent some time just learning about these people and talking to them. Lou, they're all nuts, but some of them are pretty bright. One of the guys said to me, you know, if you're a Bill Gates, and you want to you do a water treatment plant in Sudan or someplace, you may have all the best intentions, but if you just send your money over there or your supplies and equipment, if you don't have people on the ground, your own security, ninety percent of it disappears. And then, if you have your own security, fifty percent disappears. Then
3: then you shouldn't give money.
4: Well that's I I, I guess. You know, I mean I don't know how I mean, that's
3: an easy that's an easy call. And and one of the and this administration, in an effort to curry favor with Iran and that that really is, I think, the ultimate goal of, of the Biden foreign policy group, at least with respect to the Middle East. In order in order to curry favor with Iran, restarted our aid to Gaza that, that the Trump administration had cut off because it was exactly the reason you said it, it was all going to, to support a bunch of a bunch of Well, money, we get, it's all good
4: some of get gets stolen, stolen on this end. A lot of it gets stolen right. on this end.
3: Uh, what are you talking about?
4: A lot of it gets stolen by our own people, chasing it over there. The so hundred Bidens in the world.
3: So what? I'm what saying, that, we, what does that have to do? What does that have to do with the decision about whether we we send money we send money to a bunch of homicidal? Well, we've
4: animals. been doing that for for forever to places that most of us, nobody in the world is good, Lou. For God's Th- sake,
3: t- Tom. The idea that that because some in some circumstances, our money doesn't go where it where it is supposed to go is not a justification to send it send money to a place where we know it's not going where it's supposed well, to go and making the situation worse. But in any event, let, let me go back to my topic. Right. The 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 idea that so so within these sort of the law firm world, the idea that these firms are are you know basically withdrawing their offers to these kids and, and a number of investment companies, and this is where this hits closer to your operation, have said give us to Harvard and Penn and Yale and a number of other places where these, Cal Berkeley, where these demonstrations took place. They're saying, give us the names of the organizations, the names of the members of the organizations that signed these letters, because we're not going to hire any of them. We're not bringing them on board. And, you know, the the you, you look at this, and of course, the first immediate reaction, and I think it's a fair one, is, wait a minute, aren't you don't you people have the ones that have been screaming about cancel culture and and how unfair it is and how inappropriate it is and how how penalizing people like this in their livelihood for expressing opinions outside of work isn't that isn't that ridiculous and unfair and what are you doing now
4: depends on what opinion you're expressing the one they don't like it.
3: well t- but no no but yeah, I mean, I mean. We, supposedly supposedly the the right has been challenging the left over over this since at least George Floyd and probably before, about about the idea that if people express opinions, well, well, before if people express opinions outside of work or if they take political you know, reasonable political positions, they shouldn't they shouldn't be penalized. Well, for they're n-
4: it. they're never reasonable if they disagree with you. You know that.
3: Well, no, that that's but that's you know when I say reasonable, I don't mean like you know promoting the Ku Klux Klan. Well,
4: we, we just came. We're tweeters away from the government not telling people that they can't go to work if they don't have a covid shot but they made all the firms do it for them they're, that's they're, a
3: different that's a different a different argument that's not cancel culture that was a legal requirement I, but it's if, not expressing opinions outside of okay,
4: what i'm saying is that the the government for a while now to me and I don't, I don't know where this lands in the legal world that that your your area the government for a while now has been has been jamming their policies through the big companies
3: uh, I I agree. But but let's let's come back to this idea of these companies not being pushed by the government but doing this on their own. And so so one of the arguments and it's uh, again, if you're opposed to cancel culture, this would seem to be a contradiction that, that these companies are, are doing this and because these people are none of this relates to their ability as lawyers or, or anything else. But what it does relate to their ability or how this does tie into to the company is twofold. One is the company's reputation in terms of having people like this coming in because do you want do you want some person who has basically equated the murder of God knows how many what is it up to now 1300 1400 Jewish citizens um, non-combatants targeted by these this, this group the murder of these people with you know Israel operating uh, as, a, as a military force in response in response to an attack like this or alternatively, simply saying this is all Israel's fault. Well, I, 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 here's
4: now. I, I guess you can. Sense. I hope you don't you don't put me in this category because I have been exceptionally outspoken and would do it again today and tomorrow. That the idea of having people in essentially refugee camps for seventy years with a twenty five percent unemployment rate and one power plant is is a recipe for disaster. And okay. It, and I, I, I don't. But and that's, I, not, but that's not what most people are saying I, Okay, but I'm, I'm saying I am, I am all for the Israelis not just looking at every Palestinian and say, "Here's the guy that was wielding a sword." I, I don't think that's right at all either. It's like, oh, every, they weren't,
3: they were doing, they haven't been doing that. I'm saying I,
4: I am, the, I am, the, the I am pro, I'm pro Palestinian future, but I'm very anti-Hamas. I mean, okay,
3: I, see, and this and that, that would distinguish you. The problem is that these these folks coming out at this stage making these statements are making statements that are problematic not just from the reputations perspective of the company but if you're a hiring manager or a human resources manager or the general counsel you, you say to yourself if we get sued by some you know Jewish person for discriminating against against you know Jews in our employment or or if, if we get into a situation where somebody is even alleging that. The fact that we hired people, knowingly, who take these the, the kind of position that this is all Israel's fault, is evidence that we have an anti-Jewish bias within our, within our oh, operation. It, well, that's a stretch. Well, no, it really isn't. If if you come in and, and look at the comments, some of the comments that are being made, the idea that we need to eliminate Israel, you know, as a, as a functioning state, um, you can draw a pretty straight line. I mean that; those kinds of comments are are used as evidence in in discrimination claims every day.
4: Well, you and, see, you're you're seeing stuff that I, I have not seen, and that's that's, that's why I love you. Luke. Uh, there's been all kinds of demonstrations here in Chicago that have been pro-Palestinian in the sense that they don't want they want to be able to get out of there. They don't want you know the place being bombed indiscriminately. I, I, I think, have not heard, I I've not heard, I've not heard would, one. One of them oh, is pro Hamas here.
3: Oh, I think I think if you listen to some of the, the speakers at those at those rallies, because I, I've seen it here in Denver, you will hear somebody say, you know, from the river to the sea, you know, w- which is their assessment that Israel needs to be eliminated as a as a state, and and the the to the extent that anybody says they are pro Hamas, and and we have to make this distinction. Pro Hamas means I am. I am pro killing and eliminating Jews because that is their and eliminating the state of Israel because that is their.
2: Well,
4: why? Why do you?
3: I mean, I, first of all, I'm, I'm, that's part of their charter. Uh, unequivocally,
4: I'm that. saying I, I'm against the violence of the Samas group. Plus, I like the fact we don't like the fact where the leaders are so far away that they can't get touched, which is typical for leaders or something like that. But when, during a depression here. Uh, Armin Hammer's dad ended up going to jail because he went to a uh, I don't know was it some kind of a socialist rally during the depression, and I'm not so sure that the uh, the, the great capitalist experiment was working so hot for 95 percent of the people in this country during the depression. So the guy went to a meeting and they came and got him and, and falsely accused him of doing an abortion or something and put him in jail. I mean,
3: if if well, was he put in jail for his political expression? Yes, or was he put
4: in jail for doing an abortion. Uh, he, he he went somewhere and the lady miscarried or something. Mm-hmm. something and they accused him of doing an abortion. He didn't.
3: All right, so they didn't they didn't try him for his political
4: opinions. No, no but but that, that's okay. that's why. But he ended up in jail. That's why he was targeted. Yeah, he was yeah. targeted. So what I'm saying is, I if I'm if I'm a boy, if I was a Palestinian, I hope I wouldn't be a follower of Hamas. But I'll tell you what, the current government's saying, don't worry, we got the negotiations going. Ever since somebody bumped off Yikstak Rabin... What rather, cur- hold on, what
3: current government? The current well, government of Gaza is Hamas. Uh,
4: well, they had... they had, they had
3: a, By the, by the Palestinian a,
4: people up, there. Up, up to a, several years ago, they had another group that got
3: they didn't do anything got rousted by the Hamas. No, that was not until several years ago. The, the Palestinian Authority was, first of all, lost the election, and then their leadership was assassinated within Gaza. Well, so the Palestinian Authority operates in on the West Bank area. All right,
4: so there, there is no... I'm, I'm not I'm not defending Hamas at all. What I'm saying is... No, no, no Put, no, no, put yourself I mean, in a it's position... Important, of somebody, it's,
3: important what, what, get, it's important to get the history right. Okay, but the, the history is... This, is, they've a group, been, they, this they've, is a group that is supported, was democratically elected, at least initially, by the people of, Palas, of, well, of Gaza. Well, we have people
4: here that have been democratically elected, you wonder how they got there. Oh,
3: uh, that's not an argument. No, what, what do you? What else? You what, got? what
4: I'm saying: the, the people are in are essentially a refugee state for 75 years. Well,
3: okay. That's a problem. No, they were not in the same state. They were in. They were in an occupied camp after because because they have refused to accept any kind of two state partition. They were they were moved into that Gaza Strip. This this particular this, this
4: this leader of Europe, of uh, Israel wants no part of its two state solution.
3: Well, nobody does now. Well, the
4: guy that got shot did. That's why he got shot. No, no
3: uh, you, that was that was more than what t- almost twenty years ago. Yeah, it was. That's a single look,
4: most successful this, assassination in the world ever.
3: This, but but it wasn't it wasn't is it wasn't Israel that rejected the two state solution. It was it was the Palestinians. They they were offered it. They were offered in forty seven. They rejected it. They rejected it because I, they thought they thought they I could get it, wipe this a- off. Arafat
4: out. screwed up more than anybody,
3: obviously. Uh, they, they they rejected it forty-seven. They, they mean rejected he. it. They rejected it in the early nineties with uh, what was it uh, with Oslo? Uh, how did they? they re- how did, that, they, how did rejected it? It. they? rejected it. They rejected it at the end of the Clinton administration. And and so well, the what do you Israelis, mean when you say when you say, Israelis say yes it. when well, you whatever, say yes everything everything's a negotiation, Israelis, Tom. The Israelis they have a two state solution. They have their own state. The Israelis walked out of there Where, in two thousand five. Where's the state, Gaza? Yeah. They were well, the That's Israelis walked out of there in two thousand five. They forced out twenty-five thousand of their own people and said, Here, here are gardens, here are our facilities, here are whatever. The Palestinians tore the place up and then elected a government that was fully dedicated to nothing more than the extermination of Israel. And and using their their own people so every, to see as so, shields. Every,
4: so every every single person there is fair game military wise, in your opinion.
3: No, I no, not every single person is a combatant. That was the other thing I wanted to talk about was the law of war issue that's arising now. But every single person there is not a combatant. No, but but every single person there is a shield. And it. They're, what's whether the, they're what's the difference? Willing or unwilling. What's the difference? And, the difference, the difference is that you can't target one of them, uh, well, but the other one I'm you just, can be targeted.
4: Lou, I'm looking for some kind of a, a, a peaceful justice here, where nobody else gets killed.
3: All you, right, the you peaceful know, justice. You can't, you can't tell people,
4: can't tell people, a million and a half people to leave tomorrow. Oh, by the way, all the exits are closed. But I mean, come is, on, you can't this, do that.
3: But this is the end result. This is the end result of everything else having failed, and and your government that you elected. Deciding it's going to to work a murderous, war crime attack on on a neighboring country. I mean, I mean, I, I I'm sorry. They they have a place to go. It's just nobody. It's just the Egyptians refuse to take them. They could be forced out of there. The Egyptians will not will not open that border. Well, and, I, don't and they're, I don't think and, we're going to necessarily addition, solve in this issue, Tom. Their own government. Is, is blocking their ability, the, the civilians ability to move because their own government wants them there, wants them to die. They've, they've told them that. the Hamas leadership has told them that. You know it's glorious to die in support of our in support of our cause. You should be willing to to operate here or stay in your homes so that when we operate our military uh, op, uh, facilities, when we fire rockets out of cemeteries and from schoolyards and the Israelis respond, you know, you will die with us, and that's a Lou, crazy. I'm just, I'm just
4: a guy that I don't know how I got raised this way. Uh, I see the amount of murders in Chicago; 84 percent of them are from black people. I refuse to generalize on black people at all, and I, and I care a real lot about the people who live in the bad neighborhoods that aren't bad people and that have don't seem to have any rights whatsoever. I feel mm-hmm. the same way about the Palestinians. Okay, and there's a problem. Well, I, I, I have a problem with the people in the Back Valley for 75 years, Lou. The, you know, I mean, it's a problem.
3: The Palestinian people in Gaza Strip, clearly, clearly, this doesn't apply to all Palestinians because you don't have the issue. You don't have the same issues on the West Bank. The, the The Palestinian people in the Gaza Strip are ruled by a murderous, horrific organization. That is a, you know, I think Kevin hit it right when he made it. reference to one of our emails. They're a death cult. Sure they are. And and that's and that's what they are, and that's what they do. And, and, the only and th- that's that's what the Palestinian, the Palestinians in Gaza. It may have sound like we it
4: may sound like we're arguing a little bit. What I'm all I'm saying is, whenever you have not all, uh, what I'm saying is, when you have whatever you end up with, be it Gaza, be it the West Bank, be it, it could be anywhere for God's sake, you end up with with worldwide food inflation and a 25 percent unemployment rate in males 18 to 35. You got some problem. Question. All right. how,
3: so, 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 what? So, so, whose obligation is it to solve the problem? What do you mean, whose? Whose obligation is it to solve? Well, the, the, the problem
4: one, one, one of the, described? one of the, things I read the other day was, um, somebody from Israel was saying, "What do you mean we we let them work over here one one month a year for like three times the salary they can make there?" That makes it worse, Lou. Not better. You see the other side.
3: Israel, Israel is under absolutely no obligation based on the history with Gaza. Israel is under absolutely no obligation to do anything but defend itself from okay. those folks Except and that's the... and that's unfortunate. It's an unfortunate situation. It's terrible. but but at this stage, you know they from, from the Israeli perspective and, and I and I understand the palace, I, I think I understand the Palestinian perspective. From the Israeli perspective, you know, we're we're at the end of our rope. They've now done something that we have to respond to and and this is what we're doing. They are not targeting Palestinian civilians. They're targeting Hamas military operations well, civilians but, in Gaza.
4: but are they doing it? Do they really we, you can't get to the situation Lou and like I said Israel I mean I those are one of our best allies. I'm absolutely behind those guys. You can't get to the same attitude there that we did here with Indians. The only good Indians are dead Indian, because I don't hear about them. That's it not,
3: but that's not. I, I mean, I mean. I
4: can't, I'm not saying they're there yet. I'm saying you not, can't get there. They're here. not.
3: That would mean they were targeting them. They're not. If they were targeting the civilians, you'd you'd have you'd have two hundred thousand dead I, already. I,
4: I, I'm not accusing them of. I'm just saying I don't want it to get there. That's what I said. Okay.
3: I, I would. I would prefer it not get there either. But but the objective now is no longer containment. The objective now is the destruction of Hamas and the destruction of that government and that whole organization and everything well, How are you going to do that up? when the
4: leaders are elsewhere?
3: Uh, to, they, they're going to eliminate their, their ability to operate as a fighting force.
4: There was a, uh, I, I turned out not to accuse you of one and, of your And you
3: know, you know, and I know that the fact that you are outside of Gaza is in no way a protected status as far as. I, I, but I, I, concerned.
4: My my significant other likes to watch this uh Newsmax. Unfortunately I didn't get it off fast enough on Saturday. And of course they had some lady on there ranting about that that the side you're let's put it this way, way worse than the side you're on. And she was ranting and raving and said, this is how bad our society has gotten and what liberal journalism does. And they cut away to some guy, and I don't know what CNBC where the hell it was. Uh, more liberal station. They have a, a, a guy from the Israeli. I don't know what he was a general or what he was. And uh, the two of them are arguing about. The guy says, "Well, our humanitarian considerations in Gaza." The, the the announcer and the guy says, he basically said in four different times. guy kept asking the question that, that the entire area has forfeited all of that with this raid. You know what? I don't buy that. I I just don't buy that that the. That, that you know, it's like like saying Inglewood has has forfeited their whole their whole their whole uh, cause for being because the last four cars that shot people on Iran were well, from Englewood. Again, you can't and, do
3: that. And I I agree with you. I don't think that's true, and I don't think the Israelis are operating that way. Well, I hope they're not. Put this way, I was really happy this guy wasn't running the place. Well, I'm just saying the the Israelis the Israelis are not operating. That no, way. I don't think they are either. They are targeting they are targeting specific facilities that they've identified as Hamas facilities. They have told the Gaza population you need to get out of the northern area of Gaza because that's where we're coming first. We might give somebody a, a clue as to where they're supposed to go. Well, I, I mean, from from the Israeli perspective, that's not our problem. You guys well, put this government in place. You, you've, can't, you've, you
4: can't tell the people in Manhattan to evacuate and close the bridges.
3: Yes, yes, you can. Or where do they go, so they're going to swim? The people, if the people of Manhattan had engaged in the kind of conduct that, that Hamas had, had engaged in, yeah, yeah, you can. I, the problem, chief, in my opinion, is that a significant percentage of of the world it does not hold Hamas accountable for the war crimes that it's been committing from from day one. The war crime has already been committed with respect to. Oh, to sure. Gaza. It was brutal. It was the, ridiculous. Civ- Every the, one of those guys. No, no, no. The civilian population, the, other than the other than the attack on on. Uh, uh, kibbutzim, the the. Uh, Use of, of the civilian population by Hamas as a shield is a classic war crime. Well, sure it is.
4: We're not a nobody
3: holds them accountable for this. Instead, we mm-hmm. immediately get pressure on Israel. And by the way, from Israel's perspective, this is just one more example of anti-Semitism. The 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 Israel is being held to a standard that. Well, you're that, never
4: you're um, never going to get people to feel that they got pushed out of what land used to be there. You're never going to get them to feel any different. It's unfortunate.
3: Well, well, I, I, I'm sorry, but that's a reality. That unfortunately is a reality, and that's why well, that's why I don't I don't go back, I don't go back any further on history than 1948. The UN, the UN, or 47. They were established in 48. Well, we, got UN, a, we
4: got we got to we got a dash for break. We're not going to solve the Middle East problems and Next to m- how many how many cults are over there? for God's sake? how many people do you have to negotiate with? What a mess.
3: SB- well, like several.
4: Yeah. <laughs> SP futures down six. Nasdaq futures up two. Be right back. Stocks and jacks.
0: Hear ye, hear ye! The Homer Broadcasting System is on the air! Stocks,
4: jocks. Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks.
2: You are out
4: of control. Right here, right now. Right here, right now. right and welcome back and Jocks. I'm talking about Greg Peppis on the board. Uh, SP futures uh, down six, Nasdaq futures up three. Uh, this was after a day yesterday where we were, again, kind of all over the place. Uh, but they ended up down seriously. Uh, Dow was down 332, SP down 58. It looked like it was going to go a lot worse. That's, this is after rallying back on the close, by the way. Nasdaq down 219, 1.6%. The bugaboo in this whole mess is the 10 year and a 30 year rate where the 30 year actually nudged over 5% at one point and closed at 4995. So it's pretty darn close. And the ten years right behind it, four nine zero four. If you ever want to look, uh, if you want to use, uh, find quotes on what those rates are. The Thirty years the TYX and the ten years the TNX. You can, you can, uh, so you don't have to do the calculations with the bonds. You can just get it just by looking up those, those uh, two symbols. Um, over in Europe, we've got the DAX down twenty six point two percent, FTSE down sixty two point eight, around down forty one point six. So down, but not horrible this morning. Asia, Nikkei down 611. That's almost two percent. Those guys have been very volatile the last week or two. Hang Seng down 436. Head more towards 17,000 now than 18,000. 17.295. That's 2.5 percent. That's a lot. Shanghai down 53. 1.8 percent. Asia markets see broad sell-off. Is uh, Japan sees supply surprise trade surplus. Bank of Korea hold rates steady. I didn't even know there was a bunch of Bank Korea, but I guess there is. Uh, bonds. Uh, tenure up 8 basis points, 4.78, like I'm talking about. Uh, the Bund up 1 basis point, 2.93. Japan up 4 basis points, 0.85. Um, oil down 96 cents, 87.36. That's a big run-up, but now it's come back a little bit. Uh, Brent down 116, 90.34. Natural gas down 3 cents, 3.01. Uh, gold down 6.60. to run-up again yesterday, 1961. Silver down 8 cents, 23.01. Copper up a penny, 3.59. We've got crypto up 148 28,000 430 actually been pretty quiet during this whole mess up a little bit but not crazy uh, again the US dollar it's it's up a little against the, uh, the euro the euros down 25 basis points been down a little against the pound The pounds uh, down 18 so we're up against the pound sorry down against the euro uh, Greg what do you have for us traffic weather sports
1: good morning everyone 637 here in Chicago 54 degrees 61 today mostly cloudy with showers Phoenix, 69 degrees right now, 103 today, very hot with sunshine, heat wave there continues until Sunday, traffic, Kennedy to Montrose is 30 minutes, the Edens, Lake Cook to the interchange, 56 minutes, Ike, Wolf to the interchange, 37 minutes, and the Ryan Inn is 20 minutes from 95th, and Stevenson from uh, 294 to Dan Ryan is 33 minutes, MLB, the Houston Astros beat the Texas uh, Texas Rangers eight to five last night. The Astros lead two to one. NHL: The Hawks play tonight. Uh, they play at the Avs. Uh NFL: Jacksonville takes on New Orleans tonight at 7:15. That's um, on Prime. New Orleans is, is favored by one. That's all I got, Chief. Back to you. The uh, Lou, we've had
4: uh, Mike on a few times, and he went through the uh, um, kind of the the, the region there, and I've been actually digging up my my map and looking at all these people. And you know, is, Israel is bordered by a whole bunch of people that are it's you know, in a pretty tough shape. But you know, we, I, I always look at. I don't know as much as you guys about the military. And yet, part.
3: Israel is not.
4: Um, I don't know if there's economies as good as they want it to be, but it's it's Israel way better than rest of them. It's way better than the rest of them.
3: Yeah, nobody's, nobody's
4: economy is where they want it to be, but. I mean, when I, when I look at this stuff, uh, Lou, and I've told you before about my, my brother, I mention this every day, keeps his eye on this United Nations um, inflation gauge. And I think he was telling me this a couple of years ago before COVID, so he'd have to update the numbers. But once you get the worldwide sustenance price of food over five bucks, you got a problem because that's the, kind of the worldwide income price. And the last time this happened to any extent was when you had the Arab Spring. Uh, and all five, the
3: other- you're talking about $5 a day.
4: Yeah. Okay. And and the last time it was appreciably a mess. Um, It was we had the Arab Spring, you had all kinds of uprisings all over these places. People wonder why these things happen. You know, you and Mike are way further down the the knowledge trail than me and all the, the people behind them and the groups and who's getting the money and the weapons and all that stuff. But it seems like to me, the more I read about the history of war, is it's it's constantly economic. I mean, when you when you walked away from the the table at Versailles, ninety five percent of the known world oil supply was on one side of the table. I mean you, you basically created World War Two at Versailles. I mean in my opinion. Uh, but so when you look at like Lebanon, it used to be the garden spot, Beirut, people used to go there for vacation, right? Their unemployment rate
3: is off the chart. Yeah, it was the it yeah. was considered the, the Paris of uh yeah. of the Middle East. Uh, architecture, the, the, the place
4: kind of is economically a
3: bleephole. Yeah. Uh,
4: Gaza, same way. Jordan, the guy's got a gazillion refugees, and somehow he's he's making do. It. I don't know how he's doing it. I'm not saying the guy's a saint, but somehow he's managing to keep something together there. Yeah, Siri- he's,
3: he's for a while. He's one one reason is he's kept the Palestinians out.
4: Well, but he's got a gazillion Syrians in there. What's the difference? People from the, we used to live someplace else, or now else- there's
3: a there's a there's a big difference. Apparently, okay, well,
4: well, what I'm saying is in Syria, no. We got so many other problems. We can't even get Syria in the front section of the paper. I got to believe there's still crap going on there that nobody wants. We got one guy controlled. I'm saying, well, how, how do you? Then there's Iran, who's who's a big problem. How exactly do you start any negotiations without talking to a bad guy? I mean, how, what do you what do you even start with this mess?
3: Well, I mean that that's been our that's been our, our issue there for you know for the last what couple thousand years. 25, Well, certainly certainly since since. Uh, Nine eleven. Since the Roman Empire went under, basically. Well, since 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 nine yeah. eleven, we we inserted ourselves in there. Uh, you know, we had we had you had uh, Saddam Hussein on one side, you had Assad uh, on the other, uh, or Assad on the other. You had the the Ayatollahs on on the third side. Um, yeah, I mean that this. You, you have what are essentially a, a very toxic stew of theocratic regimes mixed with these highly secular uh, operations like the bath party that that play upon these theocratic uh, these theocratic tendencies and and that's it's very it's it's a very difficult thing but there is a One of the things that Iran is trying to do is set up, which is hilarious because they're not even Arab; they're Persian. Right. But but they are trying to set up some kind of pan-Arab operation to to attack and destroy Israel because Iran sees this, and this is not economic; this is political, and and I mean they're obviously they're intertwined. But you know, as I said, I'm a Clausewitzian. I at war is a continuation of politics by other means. Well, sure. the, the Iranians are seeking to consolidate their regional power there, and and this is a way this is a way of doing it by focusing the the normal kind of well it's called they call it refer to it as the Arab Street but I don't not sure there is such a thing but by focusing the Arab Street on the existence of Israel you know that all of our problems stem from the presence of these infidel Jews that are that are. You know, have this illegal state on the east coast of the Mediterranean, um, and, and this—you know th- this is a, an insult to Islam. It's an insult to us. From from.
4: Hey Lou, wait, one second. Uh, Mike, Mike so, just tweeted in. Uh, is, this, is this both both kinds of Muslim? Because uh, Mike seems to think that the Shia side is a lot more aggressive on this than the Sunni. Is it that true? I, I think
3: that's. I think that Mike is exactly right, but but that's what the that's the irony here. <clears throat> is that you have a you have a Shia, you know, Muslim focus, which is of course Iran, and and they are trying to unite Shia and Sunni into, as I said, this sort of pan-Arabic view world or pan-Middle Eastern world that that basically is vehemently anti-Western and and looks at Israel, in addition to being infidels, as a manifestation of Western power. And influence. Um, there was a great piece in the New York Times before it went off the rails sometime in the, uh, early aughts, I think that talked about the perception of, of the average Middle Eastern, you know, Arab who looks at his culture and at his country, which is not doing very well, looks at the limited assets that he has and his limited freedoms and then looks across the Jordan River. To, to Israel and sees a sparkling modern place where you know people are wealthier and the, the lifestyle is easier and it's it's an insult and it drives them crazy and this this is the frustration that that Iran is trying part of the frustration that Iran is is trying to focus on well but I, I mean I, 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 a, real, I, mean, real, I mean the most 30 seconds no, yeah. no, wait from the, from the Iranian perspective, yeah. the most dangerous thing right now, and, and I think the reason that they incited uh, Hamas to make this attack is the idea that Israel and Saudi Arabia would uh, conduct a rapprochement that that would form a bond that that could pull in the rest of the Gulf states, and this this would create a nightmare for Iran. Oh yeah. And so and so that's that's I think that's the fundamental. The fundamental reason that you see this attack in in, uh, Gaza, and I think it's the fundamental reason that you see Hezbollah mobilizing on the northern border of Israel.
4: Well, we had a, uh, I grew up mostly in St. John Fisher, but last few years we were in St. Bernadette, and you'd go to church, and the the homily was like a, you know, very milk toast. We'd take something out of the gospel, and there's all family members in there, so they never got too heavy on anything. Now, at Notre Dame, you know, if you go to church there on Sunday morning, the guy spends all week on his sermon, right? So it's it's something serious with history in it and all kinds of stuff. Well, anyway, so they get this guy, St. Bernadette, and he uh, he's from one of the seminaries, and they just let him live there, you know, because he needed some help. The guy gives this homily that he totally prepared. In the middle of it, he says something to the effect, which is to me is very true, that more economic wars been fought in the name of religion. You have to be careful you don't do that. <laughs> Basically, you know, I mean, anybody who thinks that, you know, the... Uh, the war between uh, Greece and Troy was because somebody married some good-looking girls out of their mind. It was for trade rights, right? I mean, uh, I mean, the idea. I mean, what is what do you see as the whole the future of this uh, Iran regime? I mean, are are they going to be there hundred years like the Chinese? Or I mean, ninety-some percent of the people, according to Fari, want these guys out. But if they have such a huge hold on the place, are they going to be able to keep keep control of the place for?
3: Or is this all these desperate moves used to keep themselves in power? I don't I don't know, but but I mean they have a very serious problem with their female population who who have been subjected to some horrific stuff. And and I mean there was a I, I haven't seen any information on it lately, but you know, there was a, a an ongoing uh revolt on the part of their their female pop a significant portion of their female population over the the murder, I know that's the only way I can characterize oh, yeah, yeah. it. Was the murder, murder of that young woman who re, who was imprisoned and then apparently beaten to death for refusing to wear the hijab properly or refusing to wear it, and and that those protests were significant. Um, our, again, our administration because it loves the Iranian leadership for some reason did not capitalize on it. Did not did not make public, you know, public. Uh, I don't know what's the word upset. Public to create public upset over over what was happening there, and and so I don't know what the status of that is. I haven't seen anything on it recently, but but Mike's to go back to Mike's point. I mean, it, it is, it, it is an irony that 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 a Shia Persian Shia Muslim, or, you know, government is trying to organize this, uh, you know, region wide Arabic or Arab uh, sort of. Entity against against uh, Israel, you know. Do you, do you do you remember the UAE, the United Arab Emirates, or not a UAE? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, UAR, United Arab Republic. The the if you looked at a map in the sixties, if you looked at Egypt, you would see U A. You wouldn't see Egypt. You would say it was right. like UAR or something yeah. like that, United Arab Republic, and it, it swept. It incorporated a number of other states across the region, and this was uh, Nasser's Gamal Abdel Nasser. Boy, this is a name you haven't
4: yeah, heard. Yeah, well, it's a he got there, got, um, didn't
3: he? Uh, yes. Nasser's, uh, you know, view of, of, again, uniting the Arab world against, uh, against the West. And it looks to me like Iran is trying to do something, you know, something comparable. Nasser, of course, based his on a secular kind of, uh, I don't know if he was a Ba'athist, but a, but a secular view of, of government. The Iranians are doing the opposite. It's, we are, used to call, we call it here. Man, we we call it here
4: manifest destiny, right? I'm sorry. We call it here manifest destiny. We, no, it
3: was no, it was it was exactly the opposite of that. It was an anti-colonialist, anti-Western push. It wasn't. It wasn't manifest destiny for Nasser. Now the Iranians, well, and, and Hamas. I mean, Hamas is definitely a manifest destiny operation. Yeah. They are looking to to reestablish the worldwide caliphate. I mean, you remember when Al Qaeda came boiling out well, of? I, was, I have uh, a quick
4: question. On the, but wait the, a well, this, the political, all I mean, the political shots. Al
3: Qaeda's push too.
4: And the political shots you keep taking at the current administration. We have had administration after administration, going back to Roosevelt, that have managed to underestimate the the dictators they deal with, and somehow feel that if they talk to them, the guys will change. I mean, I don't get the difference between these guys, maybe being a little too friendly with Iran. Although I wouldn't call it friendly and Trump's standing on the same stage as the knucklehead from North Korea. I mean, it's the same thing.
3: Our guys have such uh, a, a huge ego. I, I am, well, the North Koreans have not invaded South Korea, okay? Not that they don't want but, to. But, but uh, so what? Yeah. I mean, they 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 I use they the term yet.
4: I'm to use the term yet.
3: Well, I mean, I think it's much more likely that they'll invade with with somebody like Joe Biden in, in the White House than with Donald Trump in the White House, all right? I, I, and, I, can't, yeah. I can't go down this road that Trump is like Ditka.
4: He's so well, tough, nobody... Trump,
3: I'm not saying Trump is like that. I'm saying Trump, in comparison to Joe Biden, was a much more effective president. I, and, and I don't want know.
4: Let's not even go there. But I, yeah, I think, and I think, I think and Trump did make a mistake in everything he did. But that's another story.
3: Well, well, Joe Biden's foreign policy has, for the most part, been a disaster. What, what, yeah. is he, what has he yeah. done
4: wrong on this trip?
3: Uh. Well, he... Re- <laughs> he, he the trip itself was a terrible idea okay. and I'm not sure why I'm not sure why he agreed to do it or why he decided to do it but it did provide a direct and, and remarkable opportunity for the Arab the Arab leadership there to simply insult him and send a message to their population well, okay, they can insult all they want but
4: it it, it seems to me that he that he he nailed down the fact that we are supporting Israel which I think all of us want to do he also said that, by the way, there are humanitarian considerations on these people. You can't just you can't just blow them up in the
3: eyes of the world. I, th- is, I think everything he said what, made sense. This is what he said. Now, now, whether it goes forward in execution, okay. we'll see.
4: I don't see that compared have, to Trump waddling around gonna, on the stage with with the guy from North Korea. And there's no comparison he, in my
3: mind. He said. He said. He said, <laughs> he said we're going to have a managed withdrawal from Afghanistan too. Okay. Uh, he, so so I, I I'm not. I'm just my my point is that he is viewed. I I think he's viewed as a as a very limited person. I, I, we're not a doubt.
4: I mean, we're not talking inspire, about.
3: He doesn't inspire
4: confidence. N- Nobody is comparing either one of these guys to Solomon. Come on. Uh, I from, I don't. I don't think the withdrawal from I don't. I don't think the withdrawal uh, from Afghanistan and Tom, was any worse Tom,
3: than the one from Vietnam. They both sucked. And 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 but but so what does that have to do with Donald Trump? Listen. The same two idiots are going to run again. That's what has to do with it. Donald Trump, when Donald Trump got into office, his administration, and whether you want to call it Trump or his administration, I don't care, his administration cut the aid to the Palestinians in Gaza because he said these guys are a bunch of murderous cutthroats. Right. And if they want our aid, which we know is going to fund projects to kill Israelis, if they want our aid, they're going to have to smarten up and shape up. That aid was a me- day one. Joe Biden put that back into place because, again, they were trying, I think, trying to curry favor with the Iranians, which this administration has been doing from day one, just like the just like the Obama people did for, for these inexplicable reasons. And I'm, I don't I don't have it. Because they're,
4: they're a power in the region. The same reason Trump, Trump talked to North but, Korea. But
3: well, so so let's make them more powerful. Let let rather than trying to counter their efforts, let's let's agree with them. I mean, I mean, we have reinforced by, by we give money
4: to all kinds of people for whatever reason. We give money.
3: So much? so oh okay. So because we make them because we we make I a know. mistake in giving money to people, we should make it worse every, every single
4: time. Give money to more bad people every time we. That's a silly come we'll, on. Well, you don't <laughs> you don't think that when 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 we give money to people and they turn around and buy bullets from American people, we don't know that's going on. Who do you think so, runs this Tom, stuff? These big companies running Tom, this stuff. The money's Tom, going to there's them. there's
3: no... Tom, there... I, I want you... Just, let's just stay focused on on Iran for right now. We lifted sanctions on them. They were making $3 billion, three billion a year, I think, on their oil exports under the Trump administration. They're now making something like 70 or 80 We We turned loose billions of dollars in cash to them in exchange for some some hostages very clearly sending a message that you can you can blackmail us or extort us. Uh, We've we, we, we done a bunch of, of, of really it, okay, silly but, stuff with well, them. No, and you it's, it's, you it's, just empowered, said, not it's a, empowered them recently. Not and that's damn, one of the reasons you're seeing this blow but up But well,
4: what You're finding in all the right-wing stations, and I hope you're not doing the same thing. Well, you just said, if somebody's listening to the show here and doesn't know the, the nitty-gritty of this, they think their money went to Iran. It did not. That was Iranian money that we sequestered.
3: It's a big difference. No, 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 no. This has nothing This has nothing to do with whose money it was. I we, think if you walk into a right-wing bar, everybody's convinced their dough just went to Iran. Well, and Tom, because you're a mercantilist, I know you think that somehow that's their money, therefore we're obligated to give it to them. We, it, what do you mean it was their money? We sequestered it. Yes. It's theirs.
4: It was out of bank account here, and we
3: we and, and so it. we're entitled, and so we have to give it to them. I didn't say that. i was saying but it's it wasn't in exchange, ours. In exchange for hostages. <laughs> Come on, this this we this administration. That's is not the same. Got, as, there's as, a reason. There's a reason you've got you know war blowing up in two. We got two hot wars going right now that we're heavily involved in, and and we're a we could easily get a third that would be direct conflict. I, I, I with suspect American we're going to get it's, a third, unfortunately. It's, it's this guy. I mean, this is all coming up under his administration. I,
4: so if, if we only had Trump in there, everything would be okay.
3: I'm not, I'm not saying that. You know, well, yeah, I, you are. No. I'm not if, saying that. If, if we, if what did, well, what did I, well, George, strike, what did, uh, George Wentz say? If we addicted it, I don't think if, if 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 Trump was president right now, I don't think he'd we have totally, the
4: situations. to be he'd be totally overwhelmed because he fires everybody around and they do do what they were uh, doing.
3: I I you're not going to get any argument from me that he's like the worst. He's the worst human resources department you've ever seen in your life. Um, no, no, but I I don't think I don't think you would have seen the invasion of Ukraine. I don't think you would see we I definitely don't think you okay, would so see he, he's, what's did, happening in the Middle East he's, because he, we've been empowering Iran for
4: he, the last few he, years. He's so tough that Putin wouldn't have made one made it this kind of It's remote. not
3: a question of it's not a question of toughness. It's a question of stability. Trump's stable. No. <laughs> no, just the opposite
4: this whole idea that the guy's so unstable you, you're, you're afraid t- of him, I don't buy that you know
3: that. the old deal you know the old thing that's what's what's the comment that I have made on the show before one of my one of my Russian friends told me one time because they they, they had done some work in China and he said you know the Chinese when the Chinese come into a room and, and they're going to they're going to negotiate with you especially in foreign policy they operate on the assumption that that you know it, it, there's got to be one sane person in the room and and so and so, if they see you acting in a sane way, in a, in a in a competent way, they feel that they're that entitles them or empowers them to act irrationally. But but if the other side's irrational, <laughs> the Chinese look at this and say, we've got to we've got to act we've got to act in a sane in a sane way.
4: Whatever everybody looks. There's, and, no, and, there's no proof to any of this. The, the, the idea that there's but Something goes on a right wing station. Oh, it was seven under Trump because everybody was afraid of him. Now it's hundred hundred billion. I'm not, there I'm, I'm is just,
3: a, name me name me one person. My, my proof. The proof. The proof is in the pudding. Well, so in twenty fourteen under under a democratic administration, Russia invades Crimea and they invade Ukraine. All right, and we we come in there. Trump's administration. And I don't know, I don't know whether Donald Trump. You know knew one way or the other what was going on in ukraine but we go in in ukraine in in 2016 and we start rearming them big time and we start retraining their people big time with the idea that we're going to train these people these guys and we're going to give them the, the the capability to fight and and everything everything holds for that for that four years the minute the minute the biden people come in and i you know fine you don't want to you don't want to draw the line to cause and effect that's fine i do they, they come in they lift the sanctions on Iran because they love Iran for some reason they lift the sanctions on Iran they they uh, allow the Iranians to start rearming and, and buying and funneling money into their into their weapons operations in in uh, Lebanon and into Gaza they they start making rapprochement in that area they they work they start the the Obama uh, policy of, of isolating Israel um, they I don't know I, I don't know what else to say about about I, Ukraine, I, I except I don't that buy, I, think, like, I don't buy except that this whole idea oh, you know? the, I the, the, whole,
4: the whole idea that the well, we got a dash but the whole idea that you know the, 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 the all the democrats are a bunch of girly men and all and all no, the all I'm the republicans say, are No I'm not
3: saying that. It just it, it just doesn't I, pan out. I'm not saying that. I'm saying this If we only been, had
4: Trump he's so tough nobody would touch him. No I'm, not, I'm not
3: saying I'm not saying that either. I did, I am saying I am saying that that the <laughs> Mr. Trump's instability and mercurial nature, I think, acted as a deterrent. Oh,
4: okay. I, I could lob one in there that we don't have time to discuss. That the idea that the, the the guy who was the stabilizing force as much of a loser as he was in the whole area was Saddam Hussein, and Bush couldn't wait to take him out to get uh, oil money.
3: There, there's there's a lot to be said for that argument, and 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 that. Tr- believe me, if you'd been talking to me in 2003, we we would have had that discussion where I said, "Look, we got to be really careful because if we go in there." Right now, you've got an equilibrium between Iraq and Iran. If we go in there and destabilize Iraq and take take out that, we'd better be prepared to counterbalance Iran because that—that's
4: right. That's and, we, and we never did that. Nope. I mean, he, nope. He, he he was our counterbalance to the idiots in Iran.
3: Yep. And and I I'm you're not going to get any arguments from me on that. That that consideration so our, should have been So our policy has been helpful. a disaster for thirty years, basically. <laughs> but I I will say this: Robert Gates, who. I didn't care for a lot of his SecDef decisions, but he's certainly one of the smartest policy and foreign or a national security people that I've, I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. Robert Gates, who was, was Obama's SecDef and also the SecDef under Bush, um, said that every foreign policy decision that Joe Biden has ever made, has ever put his hands in, or whatever side he takes on, has been wrong. Everyone. I trust his judgment. That's one of the reasons why I can draw that line from what's happening with this administration to what's happening on the ground now. All right, well, where's Dan? Where's Dan? We need Dan to come in and. Yeah, we got to talk this. to
4: Dan, but I, I'm, I'm saying that it, it's only there's only so much in a place that's been a mess for two thousand years you can pin on a guy that's been there two years.
3: Uh, I'm, I mean, if, if you walk, uh, I can easily do that. If you walk in and there's a fire burning. And you and Lou, had, guy, I, it's enforced forced gasoline on it. I, you're I, responsible I, for what just this,
4: happened. This selective. I had, I had somebody last week tell me that the uh, we still have we're still reeling from the Carter inflation. I said Carter inflation. He started the inflation. Well, yeah. So you forgot about wage and price controls under Tricky Dick. You forgot about the whip inflation now buttons and program under Jerry, Jerry Ford.
3: Oh yeah. Why, what, why, what, why was he? I mean, there's lots of reasons to single out Jimmy Carter, but why was he singling him out for that?
4: Because it, well, that's 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 the that's the idea. Inflation wasn't under Carter's watch. wasn't under wasn't under Reagan's, which it actually was stronger in the first couple of years of Reagan. I mean, nobody Reagan. Know, Reagan.
3: Reagan's people. Reagan's people. Just
4: remember the movie when the when the legend conflicts with the facts, print the legend.
3: Well, but I but I mean, I got I got facts on this, and I, and I don't and
4: know I, that anybody anywhere, since we don't prosecute a soul anybody has any facts regarding whose oil is what and where and going someplace. The last time we stuck a hypodermic me- needle into a, into a tanker of oil in New Orleans and saw it came from Iran, and some whether it's a Republican or a Democratic businessman, has the oil, slap the guy in irons and put him in jail in Guantanamo. It'll never happen. No, nobody knows where this oil is going. Nobody cares. The, the money. Um, the actually, money t- we,
3: do, we do know where it's going, and we do care, and that's one of the reasons why Iran's oil revenues basically... Uh, right, ex- ex- or ex- right, well, next
4: week let's, let's talk about where's all this money flying back and forth you can't tell me we can't trace this stuff and yet we don't we got we got a dash for Dan here a little bit i mean there there's a million questions here where's the dough how are they getting the money how, Where do you order up a thousand rockets are are we providing some of the who's who's providing Well, oh, i think the we definitely
3: provide – i think i think that this administration has definitely provided some of the money for those rockets that are raining I'm down i'm talking about who do you order them from
4: Anyway, we got a dash. SP Futures down six, Nancy Futures up four. Lou, a pleasant weekend. Always good jousting with you. We'll <laughs> be right, right back okay. with Sir D'Angeniers.
2: Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding healthcare reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help. A longtime friend and contributor to the Stocks and Jocks radio program, Cognos HR provides its clients with a perfect blend of strategic consulting and day to day HR management to drive overall improvement in business performance. 8810 or search us on the web at CognosHR.com. CognosHR, innovation and human resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona. Inflation is our friend. <laughs> <laughs> For example, consider this. In the year 2000, if current trends continue, the average blue-collar annual wage in this country will be five hundred and
0: sixty-eight thousand dollars. Think what
4: this is... Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. I think one reason behind the current concern, although maybe not explained as such,
2: Is our friend <laughs> stocks, jocks. Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks.
4: You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now. Hello,
2: now Rumpa- Hello? stocks and Inflation
4: jocks. Is our friend. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something scary here. I remember seeing that. How scary. Was that Dana Carvey? It's
1: good stuff. Uh, Dan Aykroyd.
4: Dan Aykroyd. Okay, he, he did Carter, right? You know it. Yeah. SP Futures down five. nasa Futures up six. um yeah, but it becomes, you know, these... Dan, do we have Dan? We don't have Dan. Uh, oh, you know what? I'm not so sure. We do have John. We have Jan. Jan, how are you, buddy? Uh-oh, we got another right winger. No, I'm good. Another how about r- you? All right, another, another right winger hey. coming at me here. Jesus, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying, I...
5: My blood was pumping in that last time. Oh, I'm that. sure,
4: right? You know, the, the funny part is, Jan, is is, is is the amount of news coming out of the government, inflation numbers and everything else. I, I think one of the biggest problems worldwide is us uh taking our currency down from where it was to where it is i think all these other countries are having serious problems with it it's causing unemployment it's causing people not being able to eat and it's causing the usual amount of let's let maybe these guys could be better you know we'll 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 elect the adolf hitlers of the world that's all these guys are totalitarianism they're all the same hamas hezbollah right I mean all these people are, they're tyrants, I mean no matter what happens. And, you know but as bad as our information flow is here, and we used to have a couple of guys that I think they kind of get tired. I used to get emails a day from like five or six, this is going back a few years right after a show, I get emails a day from four like five or six ultra right wing guys. Not that the left doesn't do the same thing, but all it would take is somebody to lob some number out there on one right wing paper or, or, or uh, website. the thing spun within an hour to where it was absolute fact and I, I'm not sure where people are getting this number about the Iranian oil before and after and I have no idea whether it's right or not and, it, and I'm not so sure the first number was ever correct because I think that people think oil is fungible and if you can get it out of your place you get it out of your place and other people buy it the Indians have been buying Indians. the people of India have been buying Russian oil during our alleged boycott of them the whole way through and what have we done to them we went and visited them too there are new best allies. I mean, I mean the idea of, of disciplining another these people overseas and they see something cheaper. We, we can't control any of this mess. It doesn't appear. What what are we? What are we? Remember the the best. I'm sure both of you gentlemen have seen the movie The Untouchables, when Sean Connery asked uh, oh, yeah. Kevin Costner, "What are you prepared to do?" It had to be one of the greatest questions ever in the history of movies. What are you prepared to do to stop this? You know, because if you do, once you open up that little trap door, you're going, you're going down. I mean, what are we prepared to do? To, if we find out India bought 15 tankers of Iranian oil, are we willing to cut off trade with India? No, we're willing to do nothing. So it's all BS from the top down. And and I, and if all of a sudden somebody says, well, now since this guy's in office, the the Iranians, they're they they were afraid of Trump and they're not afraid of this guy. They wasn't. I can't. I can't justify that. I can't. I have no idea where that's right or wrong, John. It might be. It may not be. I'd love it to see somebody prove it to me.
5: Tom, the track record is so bad for both parties when it comes to Iran. I mean, just to go back to the October Surprise accusations, of the nineteen eighty election, and how the Republicans conspired with the Iranian to keep the hostages there until after the. Well, as it turned out. A minute after the inauguration ceremony started in January yep. 1981, here you have it, the Republican administration so desperate to make sure that Carter couldn't pull out a, a victory at the last minute by rescuing the hostages. Jim, was it the um, same instead. as Iran?
4: Was it the same as Iran Contra
5: or no? No, that's later. That's, was later. that's at the end of the Reagan years when, you know, when Reagan had moved into senility, and you know they they conspired. The Republicans conspired then to do business with the Iranians and to finance you know the. Hostilities in Nicaragua. So, our, our track record, it doesn't matter which side of the aisle you want to focus on, is horrendous when it comes to lying and double dealing with our supposed enemies. So, none of these people are truly enemies if you get people in there who are allowing them to prosper and doing business with them as if they're not our enemies. So,
4: can you really not, if the whole world's buying oil from 20 different people, can you really hold some? I mean, I think you can. If you were going to send chemists all around the world and, and, and you know and and, and uh, somehow sequester the, the oil tanker in somebody else's port, but how how can we really discipline? Uh, oh, you can't buy Iranian oil. According to who? The Indians say up yours. I mean, uh, uh, somebody else or or somebody in, in Libya might grab their oil and ship two of theirs over here. I mean, how do you how do you stop all that?
5: Well, I, don't, I don't. I don't think you can. But you can certainly refrain from doing business with your enemies and conspiring to keep American citizens as prisoners and to use them as human shields and pause well, I, in I, an I, American election. I mean, that's that's beyond despicable. tennis treason. You, you're
4: not going to. You're not going to get me to say anything good about <laughs> Hamas. I that is not going to happen. Well, no, but, but you know, we we've, we've contributed,
5: uh, you know, in in many indirect ways and probably some very direct ways to this. Terrible situation um, by turning a blind eye to nothing else. I mean, no. We didn't we we didn't care whether you know our aid, whether it was economic aid or military aid to Israel or anybody else, had the effect of interning people in an impossible situation. We we didn't have any interest in controlling how the money was used. Um, we, we've got Israel now threatening to retake Gaza, um, so we're right back where we were in. 19... 19- to Sixty-seven, yeah, which see. is not so so good. except that it, it, you know this time Gaza will be depopulated, which will then become a rallying cry, you know, for the next several generations to get it back again. I just, I just don't see that we have any, if we have any leverage to defuse these situations, we don't exercise it, and we, we're pretty careless in how we see whatever administration happens. Well, to you power, have to, you,
4: this, the, the only way to do it is you end up having to talk to people you don't want to talk to. And, so, and some people think well, that, and, that and,
5: but you know, talking to them versus you know placating them or funding them are different things.
4: Well, I, I and I, I again will 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 say there is a difference between us sending our money and just freeing up money that we stole from them. <laughs> but, you know, that's I think there's a difference there. I but, people but it, that you. was
5: leveraged, leverage, Tom, that We decided well, sure It was, was worth it was worth trading American, you know citizens for so I mean but that, this is something we say we never do yeah we, we never do well
4: I mean if I, I, I think it's it's a big difference if if, if I pay for a hostage but if one of the one of the, the guys we we know from uh, college uh, I won't say the name but you know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about he he and his wife uh, I guess they were having some issues so he comes comes home from work and they, all the all the furnitures moved out of the apartment <laughs> She's gone, right? So he takes the car. So they go into the judge, and the judge goes, why don't you keep the furniture and you keep the car? <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody should be taking anybody's hostages, but if they do and we steal their bank on the border, and then, we get, then two weeks later we get together and say, how about giving us our hostages back? Okay, you give us our bank back. It's not the same as taxing people and buying for the, buying the hostages, I don't think. A slight difference, not a big difference, but a slight difference. It's just me. Just well, you know,
5: and plus I, 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 I gotta believe that Iran sees it in somewhat different. Well,
4: parts. both both sides look look what's happening here with the people on the right. The the the, the, the view they're taking, then the, the the people in Iran is we won. We got we got money for these people. So yeah, the the, the press is not going to match the story. And
5: it emboldens it.
4: Well, I think they're bold enough already, but that's. Uh,
5: well, uh, I mean, do you think those guys? I, answered, I don't think the, I don't think the events of the last couple of weeks are unrelated in this regard. Is what I'm I, saying? I, I'm not saying it's, it's. I can't say to what they extent they did nasty
4: stuff. Th- happened anyway, but I, I think do the, think they're related. The the biggest mess up against those guys was 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 booting Saddam out because he was the guy that totally totally hated him. And we no, it kind of, goes
5: it goes back farther. I mean, backing the Shah. you know, was a big
4: mistake. Well, for a long period of time, for a long period of time, look at the. Advances Iran made. The Place was totally secular, darn near. Women women didn't have to walk around in, in their outfits. I mean, it was. Uh, I mean, I, I would say the, how many Iranians wouldn't love to go back to the shabby in there?
5: Well, maybe maybe just as many would like to go back to most of the day. You know, until the CIA
4: kicked him out. Well, yeah, we, we we're sort of.
5: But do you think these guys? I, like, I just feel you know, we've got our fingerprints all over this part of the world town and it's left one huge mess. You know, it's,
4: well, I, I did uh, one of my – I've read little bits and pieces of it because it's hard to read. One of my buddies, John Lee, bought me this book, uh, American History in the Middle East. I kind of started with the first oil well, for God's sake. I mean, we, we've been in there between us and Chir- well, Churchill and those guys. Most of these borders were, were drawn by Churchill and by uh, – who was the guy, Lawrence of Arabia? Uh, Edward, was that Edward Lawrence? What was his name? T.S. Um, Lawrence. Uh, T.E. Lawrence. T.E. Lawrence.
5: I most mean, of these borders were. Had any? I don't think he had any input that the British gave any credibility to. I think they just hung him out to dry, and he was he was totally disillusioned by, by the aftermath of the war. I'll say.
4: Well, but I mean, he ended up. I thought he influenced Churchill, and who's what country was which, and and who was what where. I mean, people think that the first. Well, talk... he,
5: I think he he saw it as completely botched.
4: Oh, um, he did. Okay. You
5: well, know, I mean, I, you, you know, know I just and it and it was completely well, really botched. I was
4: surprised know. at the I didn't realize that the first. Some British outfit was convinced there was oil in the Middle East. I, I just assumed that it was uh, it was found naturally gurgling out of the ground in, in Saudi Arabia. It actually was a well in Iran. It was the first oil discovered there. I would never have guessed that. I would have just thought it was just a natural occurrence. Hey, what's that stuff? <laughs> Dirt dirtying up the sand. I thought that you know, but evidently it was in Iraq. Well,
5: that that part of the world. I mean, it's a- the Russians have their oil fields in the Caspian Sea. Yeah, you know, still do. And that part of the world really is is has is oil rich, and it doesn't respect political boundaries. That's for sure.
4: No, no, it doesn't. And uh, I just when I I'm not so sure. I'm as you know I'm not you know Mr. Mr. Uh, Joe Biden fan. I uh, but the the more I read about this, and I'm trying to stay up. You know, having you and Lou and the rest of the guys on and Mike. I'm trying to educate the listeners on stuff maybe they're not getting other places. It, God, the further I dig, John, the bigger mess this is. I mean, it, the and the, the, in, 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 you know I've been ranting and raving and, and ragging and whatever else you do on our the performance of our Federal Reserve in the last five years, or actually the last 20 years. I see our fingerprints all over the place. I mean, I, no, no, no wonder that there's 90% deflation in currency in Lebanon and, and Turkey's about ready to blow up Economically, and you know, who knows if the guy can keep it together? We're like, what, what's the old, what the old thing was? If the U.S. sneezes, the rest of the world gets a cold. We, yeah. I mean, what are we doing? Don't, don't we realize what our place is? We can't be screwing up like this. Yeah, we are. And it's it's not it's not denominational. It's not. Oh God, if only Trump was there or some other guy was there. You look, at every administration's been a fiasco, and some some uh, you know going back to how many. Bush, Carter, Iran. But Dan Inouye said the Iran-Contra was one of the biggest things he's ever seen in this country that was treasonous. Well, Reagan was, what, already dead by then, right? I
5: just tail-ended his presidency, yeah. Iran-Contra. But, you know, it, it isn't so much a singular personality like one president versus another that makes so much difference because it, it really is the underlings in, in, in these agencies and in intelligence and in the military that you know aren't elected officials at all, and they some of them stick around for a long time, some of them come and go. But the prevailing winds behind the scenes, I think, definitely have a lot to do with the mess we're in now. Because um, the, the State Department is pretty much, you know, I think, been taken over by Biden insiders and Ukrainian maniacs. People you know who, who were involved in the impeachment hearings in, in the Trump years, uh, things that have you know totally politicized. Because of their, you know, closeness to to the you know power in Washington, and that, I mean, that has more disastrous implications than whether Biden is sitting in the White House or, or Trump. It's who these other people are that pretty much the presidents take orders from. And, and this well, is it's, it's, it's the same about.
4: as it's the same as Bush being controlled by the neocons, right?
5: Well, yeah. I, I, I mean, it isn't like any any president could have a complete house cleaning i think trump for example was given a short list of people he could name to any position whether it was mark milley for joint chiefs of staff or whether it was william barr for attorney general or whether it was jeff sessions for attorney general N- none of these people i don't think would have been chosen had they not been on a list that trump had to sign on to and this this is the way it was and, and then Trump has said as much or insinuated as much in some speeches um, that this, you know, they were bad appointments. He he, he regrets them. I don't think Trump had any f- free agency to make those appointments, and I don't know if the Biden does either. I don't think Biden knows you know, which pair of socks to put on. I don't know if he knows if he's wearing well, I mean, socks. Well, I mean, just not. be like be like
4: be like Vito Corleone for a second. This is what I don't I don't try and be like a gangster, but I sure like to put my mind in somebody. You certainly have to think of that if you're trading. Because every time, you, every time you make a trade, as much as people don't understand the basics, if I go out for one of my clients today and I buy 300 shares of IBM, somebody sold it to me. I didn't buy it from the market. I didn't buy it from the exchange. I bought it from somebody. Now, the somebody who sold it to me, he might know more about the stock than I do. What makes me think that I'm always smarter than the guy on the other side of the trade? But if you and I got lobbed into the Oval Office tomorrow from outside, I mean, somewhere along the line, I think if we were running for that office, we would learn a hell of a lot along the way. But how would, how would you and I know to, to pick a George Marshall out of, the, out, of, out of the blue, a guy who went to VMI and not West Point, um, a guy who obviously had come up stri- through the ranks, but he never got promoted like if he came out of West Point. He did some stuff in World War I that was spectacular. Did he even come out of World War I as a captain? Maybe. Uh, How would you and I know that somewhere in the bowels of uh, the State Department there's two guys and two ladies that are so much smarter and so much better than somebody else, and people are afraid of them so they never get a promotion, and for us to pluck them the hell out of there and say, you guys are now my undersecretary of state. You lady are from from, uh, South America and you're Asia. How the hell would we know where these people are and where the other people that were just that were just causing nothing but holding down a seat? I mean, how, how would you even know that, Chad? I mean, and in, in, in how many departments that are out there? I mean, I mean, it, Trump, uh, as much as criticism as I give him, I don't know if I'd be much better. I I don't know any of these people, and, I, and I'm going to get a list from my quote party people that are supposed to know people that are in Washington. Here's your two best generals. Okay, then I'll pick one of them, or I talk to both of them, and this guy sounds better than this lady, or whatever. You uh, know, how would we even go about it? I mean, I mean, to, to criticize it is one thing; to to put yourself in there, there going, how the hell would I do that?" I don't know how I would. To be honest with you, how well, would you
5: would you, want to arm yourself with people you you thought you had have, have been able to trust for you know a long period of time, and you use them to run interference for you? And I mean Roosevelt. May I mean I think he had excellent people skills. I don't think he was the sort of person who went poking around in you know people's personnel files to find out where's the next George Marshall coming from. He had people like Harry Hopkins and Jim Farley and other people you know some of them in government, some of them outside of government who kept him informed and who always had his ear and he always took their calls. But he was, all, he he was just, already
4: an insider, John. He was already he was he was the governor of New York. He was a what else was he? I mean, he, he was already an insider. He knew people.
5: Well, he had he had a political, you know, machine that he had pretty much established by the time he got elected to the presidency. But he didn't have a lot of insight, I don't think, into the things around him other than what he was able to get, he, a lot of it from Eleanor Roosevelt. Uh, he depended on her to, you know, scout stuff out, out, you know, find out about this and she'd give him a list of things that she demanded he do and some of them he'd do if it was, if wasn't for do. her
4: I don't know if we would have had the atomic bomb
5: I don't know if, if you, we <laughs> you know that story been, yeah but I think you know her you know pushing Henry Wallace to be his vice president and finally dumping Wallace for, and getting Truman instead was about the best thing that could have happened. I mean, Eleanor, I don't think, ever forgave her husband for dumping Henry Wallace. I'm
4: well, kidding. she didn't forgive her husband for a lot of things, but but, 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 she, she, yeah, but...
5: but thank God he got dumped and got Truman instead. I wouldn't have wanted Henry okay. Wallace as president No, at, at the mean, end of World War II. I'm sorry.
4: But, I mean, there, there's another guy that, uh, he, you know, he, he came up through the kind of the machine ranks, but he also was... He was the head was he the head of the Senate Finance Committee? And, Wallace. Yeah. No, no, uh, well, yeah. Truman.
5: Truman. Well he was he was a, uh, like a watchdog agency. Yes. Yeah.
4: Well he was like the head of, of the finance committee or something. Yeah. Um yeah, he, he, he
5: made some, you know, pretty embarrassing disclosures about the war profiteering going on forty two or forty three. But a lot of the senators were unhappy that he, you know, Op, you know, open up discussion up, but thank God he did that
4: too. He was a big big slice in uh, in Marshall's book about most of the generals that just wanted to spend whatever they wanted to spend. Couldn't stand him, because he would actually say, did you, did you go out for bid? Did you do this? I mean, he would break him over to Kohl's and say, did you get the best price, and are we getting the best value for this? And Marshall's attitude was, hey, we're in a democracy. This is other people's money. That's what those guys are supposed to do. Just live with it. So he, so he never... He never uh, butted up against Truman. He he's like if Truman's questions were legitimate questions and he got the answers. And that's why when Truman came in, if anything he liked Marshall more than Roosevelt did.
5: Oh yeah. Yeah. Well and he gave him, you know, a much bigger platform to operate on to his credit. And you know, he, he knew this would be Marshall's strength and he he outdid Hoover. Yeah but he, know, when he it came he, to yeah, but he, uh,
4: he uh he owed it to him after sending him for like eighteen months to China. That was talk about hell. That's that that unless you read the, his book, you don't even you forget that part. He sent him to China for it was I think it was well over a year, John. Him and his wife to try and uh, uh, curry the peace between Chiang Kai Shek and Mao. Finally, he wrote a wrote a letter back and said basically, these guys are idiots. I can't I can't make Ed or tail. They don't care how many people die. They don't care about anything. It's just it's power and they don't. It's not even like talking to anybody in our place or Europe. And Truman said, all right, come on home. And that's
5: when he took over the Europe thing. But there was—I think to Truman's credit, you know—I don't think somebody told Truman or demanded that Truman fired Douglas MacArthur. Um, That was Truman's decision. Oh yeah, and I think it was the right decision. And it takes somebody who, at some point, has the the freedom and the confidence to do what you know.
4: Well, MacArthur was a pompous pain in the ass his his whole twenty last twenty years of
5: his career. Yeah, he's insufferable. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I, I, as a strategist, I mean, to go way back, you know, in his career, he had, you know, he was a commanding figure, you know, he scared of people, um, and he milked that for all it was worth, but, you know, it, it took somebody t- to, you know, recognize this is what, you know, a president has the power to do, and it's, at times must exercise it, even if it's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way, um, and, I mean, compare that to Mark Milley you know, the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff was conspiring with the Chinese to ignore Trump. I mean, yeah. I mean, how how is this how is this happening in the same, you know, century or, but, or you know, in the same country?
4: To, nothing ever happens to anybody that does any of this stuff. As you know, I'm, I'm not Mr. Law and I don't know, let's bop everybody would have with a billy club, but I mean we have what's going on in the city. Nobody gets arrested. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody, I mean, no, nobody gets stopped for traffic. Last night driving home, I see two guys go flying through a red light. They almost killed some guy. These are these are not these are not people out of the hood. These are guys going to the north side, pissed off that there's traffic, so they get to go through red lights. I mean, there, there's never policemen. Oh, so get a little this. I did see last night. All of a sudden, I see about eight squad cars come flying down Clybourne. You know, almost running into people. And there's a there's a couple of guys, and they got this one dude on the on the sidewalk. They're kind of interviewing him. And all these squad cars, small and long, pull, pull up, as fast as they can get there, and they just stand there and stand around. And now there's ten guys interviewing this guy. I, I, I don't know if there was a robbery in progress inside or what it was, but so call went out and everybody beats feet over there, and then they just standing there. <laughs> I, 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 don't know. I mean, we need we need some serious work here, but on every level, on every level, John, It's you. You I mean, look at the Audrey was talking the other day about how when she went to high school. They had adult classes at night and some of the some of the trades stuff that they used to teach at the high school. Now now they now, you know I we don't do any of that stuff anymore. And yet the cost we we spend for the schools is ten times what it was back then. I mean what is what is going on? What, what, what are, why are we degenerating like this? Or somehow it seems I'm not going to say everybody's degenerating, but when you look at the stuff, we, it takes us you know eight years to, to redo an interchange. We used to build a whole bridge
5: in three years. What, I mean what is going on? It's a big picture, Tom, of, of gradual decline. I mean, you can see it in SAT scores, ACT scores, um, what, what standardized testing we have, and, and you know, whatever you might think about standardized tests, they are some kind of a marker. Um, but you know the, uh, our, our students nationally, I mean, pretty much in all demographics, I think, are declining. And I think there's been a collapse in the field of education. Um, I think education departments, um, have had a lot to do with it but the, the quality of instruction and in these things and, and the ease with which you can get um you know a, a sort of certificate to teach and the kind of coursework' involved and the and the i think the propaganda that's being pushed over and over again makes for some pretty lousy teachers but that's and what i'm i'm not i don't want to, i don't want to bash teachers as a group for having a, a desire to you know, work with kids or young adults or whatever and make a difference I, I you know, applaud that but I just think they are so deserved by the places that give them credentials that they end up becoming disillusioned pretty quickly or they become completely oblivious to what a wasteful system it really is. What
4: makes you think that the uh, people of today which I guess we are what makes you think kids think they even know how to even have to know how to add and subtract when the computer does it for them
5: there's no desire to learn that oh that's that's you know the, the price we pay for you know technological advances um by by making it possible to do you know, accurate calculations instantaneously pretty much um, we've debased the idea that there's anything difficult involved in them because we've got machines that can do it better than we can just like we can get the cars to drive themselves so we don't have to worry about people driving them but I think this is this this puts us on a slippery slope of where we are completely you know We have no accountability for any of the stuff. You know, we're. Why why do I?
4: Why do I have to learn how to spell? I got spell check. I mean, that's the attitude.
5: Well, and I guess can you blame people for having that attitude? Well, the problem Um,
4: is they might spell check the wrong word, and then your thing really sounds horrible if you don't check it. (laughs) That's possible. SP Futures up three. Nasdaq futures up forty. We got Paul speaking today. We're gonna do traffic, weather, and sports. We come back. I mean, the big move today. Everybody, I hope you're along. Netflix It's now up fifty bucks. It's up fourteen and a half percent. Uh, as their subscribers grew, uh, plus they seem to be doing well by booting people off, by saying there's only, you know, if you're out of the out of the household, you can't share the, I don't know how they're enforcing that, but somehow they seem to be. They're doing pretty well. Uh, like I said, S&P futures are up 275. They were down last night. We were down yesterday. Uh, we'll see if we rally back here. We'll be right back, Stocks and Jacks.
6: Interested in promoting your business to a high-end audience comprised of entrepreneurs, traders, executives, and the everyday business person? Consider advertising on Stocks and Jocks. With a devout listenership covering the Chicago market along with a vast online presence, advertising on Stocks and Jocks may be just what it takes to put your business over the top. For more information, contact me, Matt Weber, at matt at stocksandjocks.net. That's matt at stocksandjocks.net.
4: Wrong, sir. Wrong. Hold on, thanks, Jack. It's time to come out. Greg Pappas on the board. SP futures up two fifty, Nasdaq is up 33. We've come back. We were down. We're not down anymore. A weekly jobless claims about well, 198, less than expected. I suppose that's everything. Good news is bad news. I don't know, Greg. You've been trading for a while too. Don't you hate trading in environments where good news is bad news? It makes it very difficult to just another, day, yeah, just another day, chief. Just right. another day. We don't know if we're on foot or horseback, though. Sometimes, just just saying. By the way, would you rather be on horseback or on foot? Uh, car. Car. That's uh, there. You go. That's not a bad idea. I never was much of a rider. Uh, DAX up, uh, down twenty four, fifteen thousand zero six nine. That's only point two percent down. Puts you down seventy one. That's a full percent. Not sure why they're leading the pack there. Pack around down 41, that's 0.6%. So down in Europe, they're kind of uh, following us down a little bit. Although it's kind of surprising because we actually rallied in a little bit on the close yesterday. So we were down a lot more than we we were, even though we had a horrible day. Nikkei down 611, that's almost 2%. Hang Seng down 436, 2.5%. Shanghai down 53, that's almost 2%. Uh, Shall we say broad sell offs over, over there, following us right down the rat hole? Yesterday we were down 332 in the Dow. 58 in the S&P, that's 1.4%. NASDAQ down 219, 1.6. Like I say, not a good day. Uh, we've got 10-year uh, up to up 0.5 to point four point nine six and this is what's causing, well, appears to be causing all the problem. I've got the uh, the 30-year now, is 5.03, so we're we're pushing over 5%. It's not good for the market. It absolutely is not good for the market, no matter what anybody may say. Japan up 4 basis points, 0.85. Uh, oil, down for 64 cents, 87.68. Brent down 75 cents, 90.75. Uh, natural gas down 4 cents, 301. Uh, gold, down 340. Had a big move up yesterday. Still well over, ni- well, it's over 1950 and 1964. Silver down a dime, 22.99. Uh, copper up a penny uh, to uh, 360. Crypto. Uh, Bitcoin's up 158,28,450. U.S. dollar is strangely kind of quiet here. It's down a little bit against the euro it's up a little bit against the pound. Uh, not much. Uh, Greg, what do you got for us, with Weather
1: Sports? Morning, everyone. By the way, the Cubs still playing sacks? No. Uh. <laughs> That's a funny one. <laughs> Chicago is 54 degrees right now. 61 today, mostly cloudy with showers. Phoenix, 69 degrees right now. 103 today very hot with sunshine we got a heat wave there until about Sunday inbound Kennedy Montrose to the interchange 38 minutes inbound Edens from Lake Cook is 72 minutes ouch inbound Ike from Wolf is 41 minutes inbound Dan Ryan 95th to the interchange 28 minutes and inbound Stevenson 294 to the Ryan is 39 minutes MLB Houston uh, beat Texas. That was 8-5. to Astros lead 2-1. to NHL Hawks play tonight. They play the Avalanche. And NFL. We've got week 7. Jacksonville at New Orleans tonight. seven fifteen. New Orleans favored by 1. That's all I got, Chief. Well, those are bits Backed of... That's kind of the toilet bowl, huh? Well, it should be a good game. For it's fantasy. It
4: so, um, Jan, how do we... How do we as... I mean, obviously, it was jealousy with Lou pretty good earlier. How do we get out of this morass where, um, I'm not saying everybody should think like me because God knows you don't want to do that, Uh, but I've spent now, what, two and a half weeks with the people on the show, with people who have been sharing with each other um, regarding, I've been trying to to bone up on my knowledge of the Middle East and I, I will say that Mike has been a huge help, but I've been walking from country to country John, there's there's issues all over the place. The issues in, in Iran, as much as I can't stand their government, the unemployment rate's big there. They got, they got half the women, if not all the women, revolting against them. They're kind of a bunch of nincompoops. I mean, uh, they, they're all convinced that religion's going to take over the world. They can't wait to steal any money from anybody. They, the jails are overflowing. Economy, I mean, how, what's what's the what's the traffic like in uh What's the name of their big city? Is it Tehran? Not Tehran. Uh, Tehran. Right. Tehran. Yeah, I mean, then you move over to Lebanon. Currency's down ninety percent in four years. I don't know what their unemployment rate is. Uh, Hezbollah is running the place, not doing a very good job. Then you move over to Syria. You got the guy running a third of the place. The rest of the place, God don't even knows if there's reporters there. What, what, what's going on in the other seventy percent of Syria? Who's involved? I know we're involved. ISIS is still involved. Jordan. I don't know how together that place is, Any much information on them, well they don't, they don't seem to be in the news much, except they got a gazillion refugees in there. Uh, Iran, I mean Iraq, I, again, no news out of there, I can't imagine any good news there, can you, I'm sitting there going, and yet we're arguing about, God if we only had Trump he'd be so tough, oh this guy's a buffoon, maybe he is, but I mean, I, I'm not so sure if we all got together and said, okay. How do we proceed? What's the the next ten things we do? What's one, two, three, four to try and do something to at least not get caught in this mess? I'm not even going to say fix it because we don't know the answers. We're
5: just going to take shots at each other or what? That's not solving anything, Jen. We we forget, Tom, that all of these are proxies for other hotspots that are much bigger. Hotspots, yeah, and wield considerably more power. And it, it isn't as if there's any real independent actors in any of this. So we are, you know, tied culturally, economically, politically with with Israel. Um, and you've got, you know, the the other countries in, who are in the orbit of, you know, China or Russia, or you know, a, a you know, an Arab, you know, a, a pan Arabic world. And now you've got bricks, you know, adding to this mix of, of alignments that are going to see any kind of flashpoint as an opportunity to get either more economic power or, or more political power. And in in that kind of a climate where there is no equilibrium, unless you start, like, looking beyond the borders of these, these smaller places, um, we've done, I think, about the worst job when it comes to telling the, the bigger world that we are a serious player in any of this. you know, We're, we're borrowing every dollar now to fight these two wars. Uh, we've got a military where we have, what percentage of our fighting force is overweight. They can't make their re- recruitment quotas regularly. Um, we've got you know, a budget system is in shambles in this country, and we've got cities that are collapsing. We've got a border that isn't being defended. So what, what do we bring to any table where any of these things get discussed? Um, and I'm not saying we're the only laughing stock in the home. I mean, the, all, all these other countries have their own embarrassments. Certainly Russia and China do, too. But but the whole system is just a collection of, you know, it's a freak show where financially the entire system is on totally thin ice it isn't even a system anymore it's just it's kind of a a shadow game and there's you know fake statistics galore nobody is being honest with anybody about where anybody stands in all this and the money just keeps getting printed and thrown around so we're collectively as guilty as everybody else of, of you know not minding our own store and i just i don't see any kind of desire to repent for that or to change it no. nor does any other country in equally bad shape so I'm, I'm just you know I'm convinced that there is there's just you know going to be a gradual erosion of one side's power in this cycle and that will shift in the, another cycle down the road and somebody else will have the upper hand and you know the the winds of change are just blown in every possible direction and there's no nobody certainly not the UN that has any stronger, you know, approach to this, or, or any credibility when it comes to not taking sides. Well, they, so they at least used to be a forum. A they're not, they're, they're, yeah,
4: they're not even a forum anymore. They used to at least no, be a I forum. No, I
5: mean, and they're, they're not, not only that, they're, they're a destructive force, I think, because they give a, a platform to people um, to mouth off, and yeah. stir things up, and give the illusion that this is, you know, some kind of deliberative body when it isn't. And then you add the WHO and all these other agencies to it, too, um, none of these are contributing to a more peaceful world at all.
4: Well, you know I, what I would. Uh, this is this is showing my DNA here, I guess. If I were to gather up enough people to try and make make head and tail out of this, I and mean, obviously you'd have to have guys like Mike and Lou, and uh, you know, I'd, I'd bring in a bunch of right wingers too. I mean, it's not like they're wrong on everything. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I think what you'd, what you'd need to do, John, Honestly, I'd have to strangle my my. Uh, Federal, you know, the Federal Reserve, my treasurer. I'd get the guys from Britain. I think the only way to, to figure out what's really happening is to figure out how the money's going. I mean, we, we could be sitting here and somebody could be chirping from the highest tree, maybe on the right, maybe on the left, up against this policy, that policy. You might find out that guy's selling. You know, and we have to have the balls basically to, if if some bank is making is is not just. Sp- the money sneaking through there, you know, uh, where they don't know what's happening, because that happens a lot. You can't just you can't you can't pin worldwide enforcement on, on a bank. Uh, you got to help them out in the sense that you know they're not your police force. But if you could find out that you know the the like I was talking about the oil earlier when, when Mike and Lou were, were popping off on the uh, the oil numbers. I wanna I want to know that those are correct, and I and I want to know where the. Uh, where the the money for the thousand rackets came from, and oh, if by the way, they're they're manufactured by some left winger or right winger in Alabama, I want to know about it and say, what, what are you guys doing? And and it might show up with a with a uh, paddy wagon, you know. Uh, we, there's the more I look into this, do, are the people making policy? Do they even know five percent of what's going on or ten percent? I, I need a full choreography of where all the cash is. I'm not going to accuse Iran of funding somebody unless somebody can show this, this boatload of oil left Iran for, for Mike Murphydom, and Mike Murphy said, you give me the oil, I'm not going to write you a check, but I'm going to write a check to, to Lou or to Brendan or somebody, and they're going to create the, 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 the uh, rackets. And oh, by the way, Joe is going to send you the rackets, and they'll be there next week. Somehow along the way, this is happening. And there's people involved in it that may we may even think are good people. And, and what you're saying, John, I think is absolutely correct. They're fanning the flames of this mess because they're making a fortune in it, whoever they are. I wonder who
5: they are. Does that
4: make does that make well, any it, sense it, to start it, out?
5: There's, there's a singular lack of interest in finding people to, you know, take the fall for it. Think back to the, the savings and loan crisis Tom, as an example. Um, and I remember at the time reading about, you know, where all this money went, as as these institutions, we about the resolution.
4: You're talking about the resolution trust, uh,
5: leading up to that. Yeah. The, the resolution trust corporation that was you know, that was an attempt to, to like was like the home loan, the HOLC in, in the 30s, and th- in the, the debris of these bank failures or you know savings and loan failures, there was an attempt to kind of stabilize the survivors and keep you know. Be, so that there would be an orderly winding down of all of this, but but leading up to that, you know, the money was disappearing everywhere, and some people did go to jail, A you know, in that time period. People like Keating and, and other ones but who were no, running no. local operations. But the real actors in that, you know, the ones who were, who I think were engineering this, were never even named, let alone tried or imprisoned. I'm going to say, jack get- Sorry to
4: interrupt, I'm going to say that no, okay. a, couple of, a couple of the savings and loan people went to jail for the, for the fraud. Right. and, and, that and these, were, these
5: are the people who are trying to keep their businesses afloat.
4: But, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say, and I, I don't think anybody that I heard of, or maybe it's been a while ago, and you maybe you concur, I don't see anybody who went to jail because they were, were favored, and the Revol- Resolution Trust took millions and millions, maybe billions of dollars of property from some people and gave it to other people for 10 cents on the bar.
5: Right. And, it, and a lot uh, of it under, lost. Under, under, the
4: the, under the guise of of fixing things. No, it didn't. It just transferred
5: some people's money to somebody else. And hid a lot of it, too. And yeah. God knows where that money ended up, too, Tom. Probably in China or the Mideast or someplace else, too. Or the, the CIA, we had its finger in a lot of what was happening. If you read back at some of the, the books that came out in the years following the savings and loan collapse... Uh, it's, it's pretty clear to me that there was more than just you know well, which an inept it, which administration was the one, of the savings and loans. Which was the,
4: it. which was the bushy that was in Silverado? He was on Real the Bush, yeah.
5: That, that, and that, that, that news was withheld until the day at, the news of his involvement was withheld until the day after the nineteen eighty eight election. That was Imagine. a single.
4: Well, this, no, no, who knows if this is right? That was a single most vilified place in the sense of being a CIA front was the Silverado group.
5: And I, it wasn't the only one, certainly. Now, it couldn't had, have been, I don't think. Now, when was. you had Volcker, and, and you know, I'm kind of a,
4: you know, I try, I try and be a half-assed monetarist, uh, and I continue to study this stuff. Now, whether I'm studying the right stuff or not, who knows? But listeners that decide. I think Volcker either misjudged the lagging, this is being nice, misjudged the lagging of, this, of the, uh, the data out of Washington, that even if it's accurate, it's lagging. Where this guy, Powell, two years ago, I never, I don't see a shred of inflation and now all of a sudden he's saying it's a massive problem, kind of when it's already a little bit behind us, I think. His timing is off, just like Volcker's was, but this time I think they're lying on top of it. I think Volcker was convinced, as the people in Chicago were, that the whole savings and loan industry was something that never should be and, w- and these things should get packaged together, they should be part of some big trading scheme of the big banks and the big firms that mortgages have no business hanging in the neighborhood. and it was how inefficient it was. I think we found exactly out
5: exactly, and, and it was the,
4: the globalist agenda yeah. before anything. Yeah. Well, it was um, it was the, the in those days the the globalist market agenda didn't usually include overseas. It was we just worried about our own people. That was big enough to get right. countrywide. What's the word for that? Countryist <laughs> instead of globalist. But I mean, so that the. the the Resolution Trust, and I've actually—you know the name of this. Remember, uh, you can still find some of this on the internet, although it's being scrubbed. Uh, yes. Remember, remember Sherman Skolnick—that name.
5: Oh God! Yes. Uh, My brother met him one time down at the Daily Center, talking for a while. Yeah, I—I I, I remember Sh- Skolnick well. Sherman Skolnick. You, you don't want to go around telling people that these days.
4: But <laughs> well, Sherman Skolnick was a—he was an absolute burr in the ass of the original Mayor Daly. Now, he was a guy that, uh, I don't know what physical malady he had, but he was confined to a wheelchair. And his parents must have thought, well, this kid's never getting a date. I mean, I'm, I'm being truthful here. He never got his teeth fixed. I mean, he, he, he looked terrible on TV. You know, the poor guy. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm Robert Redford. Or anything. I'm, saying, I'm saying, I mean, he he. I don't think his parents ever thought he was going to get out of the house, basically. And yet he, he became pretty much a brilliant attorney, Right. And uh, and he was constantly he was constantly filing suit against the city for stuff Daly was doing, and and he was on TV a lot. Well, I never so he ended up writing a bunch of stuff about the resolution trust as he got older. He probably couldn't get a house at all then, as bad as he was physically, Uh, and the amount of money that was given to people from the government. If if we'd had if we made application, John would say, I don't know what the minimum was, say a million bucks. The government allowed us to borrow nine from them to buy these depressed properties. Now, when you say depressed, somebody owned them. right? And, and as, as people recall with the 2007 fiasco, if you were you a family member or anybody, if you bought a house for 235, which was the median price at the time, and all the value of the houses went down to 165, and the interest rates started to go down, you couldn't refinance it's say four percent because your house no longer appraised at 235 it really appraised at 165 now mind you you've never missed a payment so you're sending somebody twenty five hundred a month and they're telling you because mortgages are separate instruments oh no we can't give you a mortgage to where you're paying seventeen hundred a month well yeah but i'm i'm paying twenty five hundred now i surely can pay seventeen hundred at can't do that Am I right Jen? I mean, you can't yeah. do that. So as, as these people left or had to, if they lost their job, they had to move to another town or something, they essentially kicked these houses back to the bank. So the person who bought it for two thirty five, say he put 20% down, which at the time was, you know, a lot of people did. Okay, so he's into this thing for, say, forty eight grand, 47000 if I can still do my math, of his own equity. Now, he loses all that, okay? And now the bank kicks it to somebody else, uh, for 165, 150, with the new mortgage rate, so the new person essentially gets the, the entire saving of the old person, and the old person never missed a payment, right, Jan? I mean, so we essentially yeah. transferred wealth from Joe to Jim at, at a lower price. I mean, what ended up happening in the resolution trust? The, the sneaky part was, Jan, if we were well connected enough. They not only would give us ninety percent of loan on our, our original stuff, they would loan us the first million, and then loan us on ninety percent in a different program on the on the first million. It was total leverage for some people. And one of my clients, you mentioned uh, Keating. Keating owned the Phoenician, right? Yeah. Well, no, Keating owned uh, yeah, he the. The, savi- ph- the uh, one in, the, oh,
5: Phoenix. Yeah,
4: the, the the Phoenician, but he also owned the savings loan. You part of the savings loan? No, he didn't have a he put up the Phoenician, in this huge loan. So, one of my clients at the time who has got to be long dead. Was like one of the second or third biggest developers in that whole area, uh, Scottsdale Chandler, that whole thing. He had tell me tell me he had fifty or <clears throat> fifty or sixty different developments going at the same time. And he sort of saw the handwriting on the wall and off most of them. So he didn't he didn't get scraped. He got wounded a little bit, but he didn't you know and he didn't get thrown under the bus. And uh. He said they, they tried to sell this stuff off and they found some buyers in Arizona to buy the the uh, Phoenician and a bunch of other places for like forty cents on the buck. And a group came out of Washington when George Bush one was in, said, No, we only want people that can take at least ten properties. And we got a guy here from Washington that'll take up ten, not four or five. And he ended up getting a Phoenician for yeah, you know, I don't know, some number, fifteen, twenty, twenty five percent of the cent on the buck. So the, the wealth transfer from people who, some of them, I'm sure some of Keating's money was in this thing, not only is he in jail, his money's gone. So the wealth transfer is is sort of dramatic. And we're seeing, I think, worldwide here, I mean, people chasing U.S. money, people chasing other money, people stealing money, and people trying to do decent things in some of these countries. I think if if we don't corral, like you said earlier, Jen, if we don't put our own house in order fiscally, and try and figure out where all this, this illicit, illegal international money is going, and stop some of that flow to the people that are the bad parties. I don't think there's enough arms. There's not enough soldiers around to go get it the other way. I think we, you have to do it the monetary way. Do you think I'm totally nuts, or is that we start there?
5: I would agree. And, and you know, Skolnik, who is somebody we could really use today, or somebody like him. You know, his his organization, which he. You know, it had, had a name, it was the Committee to Clean Up the Courts, meaning the Cook County court System, yeah. the Federal Bankruptcy Courts, you know, the Seventh Circuit, it, 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 was, it didn't mean just the State Courts. Um, but the stuff he used to write about and, and record, I mean, he had a podcast in the early days of the internet, you know, in just, real you know, 2000, 2001, I remember his stuff. And he, he, he would talk about stuff and, and give evidence of things that nobody else would have ever touched with a 10-foot pole, including how banks like Continental Illinois, the First National Bank, all these banks had generational histories of crookedness, it, 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 you know, totally in bed with politicians, with you know, shady actors around the world. None of this was, I guess, too hard to figure out. But it, what nobody really wanted to hear about it. And Skolnick got the reputation for being a, a crank for even... Mentioning it, but but then look how that evolved twenty years after the, the savings and loan collapse, you know, twenty oh seven, twenty oh eight, where nobody was accountable, nobody.
4: Well, look at the uh, I mean, the guy ended up, you know, going down a ball of flames. But uh, who was the guy? The governor of New York who had the uh, hookers—that was his name. Uh,
5: oh, Elliot Spitzer. Elliot Spitzer,
4: I'm going to say, was probably one of the most brilliant men of his generation. And the, and the people in the exchanges, that all had their little spot. He went after the New York Stock Exchange, and the specialists, and how the New York Stock Exchange wasn't enforcing their own rules against these specialists because they weren't. And he he became he was the you know potentially the next Roosevelt, the traitor to his class. He knew where all the bones were buried, I mean where all and all the skulls. He, I mean I don't know, I don't know what kind of a president he might have made, but uh, or I don't know what kind of a governor he was, but. Everybody was totally afraid of that guy. Because what, what he could bring to the table in enforcement. You know, I mean, and, uh, thank God. You know, and it's, it's so funny. But the people in the industry, I mean, I know all the people on the options exchange floor, not all, but they all know me because I was on the board. Uh, it, it, it's an amazing piece of human dynamics. And one of these days we'll have to have Dr. Blade on talk about it. Nobody wants a crook in their midst. But if you out the crook, nobody likes you either. Uh, even though some of the people on the CBOE benefited from him going after a couple of these specialists, from it's 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 a very odd human dynamic. And I, I, don't, I said that already, but there were people. If you didn't, I traded in the OEX, which there really wasn't a specialist. Okay, we traded ex- futures against the stuff if you needed a hedge. But it was so busy. If you bought one option, you probably could sell another option. So it was a, unlike any other pit ever. Really, an option pit. So. But the other crowds, every time somebody came in and did something to you, did something to you, if you came into IBM and uh, you said, what's your market on these calls, you go, you know, two to an eighth, and the guy goes, okay, I'll buy 100, and the delta, of the call was, was 20, you're going to turn around and buy, uh, so 20 times 100, you're going to buy 5,000 shares of stock, right? 2,000 shares of stock, sorry. And so it's at your hedge. Okay, so people, that, a huge percentage of the stock traded on the New York Stock Exchange came from the CBOE floor. And some specialists obeyed the rules and did what you're supposed to do, and you get what I would call a fair shake, and some didn't. If you went on the CBOE floor, I could in 10 minutes, I could go from crowd to crowd. If you were the reporter, and I could tell you these five specialists were good, these five specialists sucked, these guys were out-and-out out out crooks. I mean, so the funny part is he went after the New York floor, which should have been a benefit to the CBOE people, and yet if you were to, the night he got arrested, everybody was cheering at the bar. Oh yeah, we didn't like that guy because, God, he's lovely. He he tells on people. Yeah, but the person he told on was the same guy you said was a crook. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. He tells on. I mean, it, you know yeah, what I'm talking about? But for
5: the grace of God, go I. Yeah, exactly. They'll, they'll be gunning for us
4: next. It's a. But anyway, that that kind of I don't know that anybody now is out. I mean, all the stuff that, that Lou and I were jousting about. Neither one of us were were wrong, but we're, you know, we're putting. If this guy was there, if that guy was there, the fact is we're not we're not set up. To chase any of these guys on the, in Chicago, in Illinois, in the U.S., much less on the
5: if, Tom, if, there, if there's take, a Tom, take the example of of Sam Bankman-Fried and his yeah. trial. It's not going now. I mean, it, it's, there is a trial, you know, and, and he's been charged and, and all that. But but think of the damage that he was allowed to get away with before, you know, the jig was up, and and, and the money laundering. Connection to politics and this stuff is just jaw dropping. Where none of the, you know, depositors were certain of getting their money back, but Bankman-Fried was still throwing money to the to the Democratic Party, well, knowing that this was just depleting okay, clients' but, funds. All right, it's we got a we,
4: we got a dash here in a minute, you know, but I I put Bankman-Fried and this is going to sound horrible in the same group as Bernie Madoff's people. I mean,
5: if, if well, you, and the, 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 definitely the same, you know greed, as it were. But the thing that's, that's most appalling, Tom, is how far along in the scheme these things go before everything comes out, and, and the damage that's done to innocent people. Okay, People you who know, well, relied on, on, on you know, these have, crooked...
4: I'll have my shot at you again on Monday, but on the simple part, my my, my, my brother is uh, a little more Irish than me, and then he holds grudges maybe a little longer, but this thing with Bernie Madoff, I mean, uh, one of my best. Well, friends. that was too
5: good. Anybody investing money would know. But to say it's the same thing, enough.
4: same thing as Bankman Freed.
5: Right. I'm going to. But, gonna but put, that doesn't mean that that kind of a criminal enterprise I, can get that but far I, entrenched. Okay, but no, in, in, uh, in the digital coin, you know, okay. What I'm, what I'm saying is, it, it if, if you
4: invest money with me at PTI or Wall Street Advisors, everybody knows you're going to get a clearing statement you're gonna, your stocks are gonna be priced in your bonds every night by a third party. You know we're straight as as the day is long. A because we are and B because the regulations have been here for so long, that's how you do business. If I take my money and throw it over in Bermuda and I know that none of that's in place, just just because people tell me all the money's coming back from there. You know what? If you don't know where the pigeon is at the table, John, you're the pigeon. I'm not saying that you deserve to get your money lost, but what are you doing? I mean, what are you doing? I mean, Bernie well, made off everybody knew, well, if it, the places where he went and sold it, everybody knew Bernie had an angle. Bernie had a patsy. The rest of the world's making 6%, and he's making 25 you know,
5: And the politicians who took his money weren't asking too many questions either.
4: Right, well, I, last statement here, and we got a dash. Remember, you remember well, when uh, Don Clark actually lost for governor and Nancy Sheehan was running for treasurer and I got with a group, uh, she was a nice lady, uh, I forget what her shtick was before, she became a judge after, and unfortunately he's passed away. Um, but we wrote essentially a campaign thing of what she was going to do in the Illinois Treasurer's Office. And I uh, was in charge of, go figure, in the financial piece. Well, the only thing you really can do in a Treasurer's Office is to buy U.S. Treasuries. So if, if I'm the Treasurer in the Illinois and, and you're the Treasurer in Iowa, we could have a, you know, a, a bet every year who did better, but we're we're going to be off like a tenth of a point. I mean, because you you decided to go with the five-year treasuries and I went with the four. So one year I made, you know, three point three three percent, and you made three point three two, and you're buying. But it, so there's all these places countrywide. I'm getting all the statistics. Everybody is in this 3.3, 3.5, 4 range, and all of a sudden Orange County, California, and Harris County, Texas, are like twenty. And I go, wait wait a minute, what are these idiots doing? Obviously, they weren't doing what everybody else is doing. And sure enough, they both get nailed when, when whatever whatever crisis the market had, and they both lose all this money and declare bankruptcy. I don't know if Harris did, but Orange County did, right? And, it's, and the two uh- mopes that are the treasurers, I know nothing about it. Merrill Lynch needs to give us all this money back, blah, blah, blah. Come on, John. How do, you had to know what everybody else is making four and you're making 20. Something's a problem. W- wouldn't you think? Just I saying. know nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> John, have a nice week. Maybe I'll see you <laughs> one of these days. Huh? we got a football buy. eh? Don't have to worry about the Irish. <laughs> God. SB Futures up 9. NASDAQ Futures up 65. We're coming back. We maybe have made eh, 20% of yesterday's uh, loss so far. Not a Fibonacci retreat yet, but we'll see. We could we go further up today. Uh, Paul, Paul speaking at noon, I believe, but don't, don't hold me to that. Uh, back tomorrow, Stocks and jacks. Here's
1: the thing. If you can't spot the sucker in your first
6: half hour at the table, then you are the sucker. Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to ptisecurities.com. JetBlue Airways. It's not the only way to fly, but it should be. Visit jetblue.com. Empower HR, your human resources partner. That's empowerhr.com. Home Source Realty, call Audrey Johnson at 708 349 3456. BDL Compliance Consulting, visit BDLCC.com. DAX Research, listen to David Andelman on Mondays and Thursdays and go to DACSresearch.net.